0: Hi everyone robbie here i'm pleased to announce my newest horror novel killer hockey
1: mascot is out now here is a brief description gutsy is the new mascot of the baltimore brawlers and he's a viral sensation big red and full of mischief he's taken the world by storm tom reynolds needs to pay his bills and the job of playing gutsy has fallen into his lap he's deep in debt And if playing a hockey mascot is what it takes, he'll do it. No one mentioned how playing Gutsy would change him, or the strange feelings that persist even after he takes off the costume for the night, or the sudden spate of brutal murders near the arena. But no job is perfect, right? And then the nightmares start. Nightmares, where he's stalking people, seeing with a cursed red gaze and filled with a terrible urge to feed an insatiable hunger. Tom quickly realizes these aren't just nightmares. He's made a connection with Gutsy, and he's watching Gutsy's late-night slaughters in his sleep. Gutsy isn't just a costume. Gutsy is alive, and he must kill. Now, Tom must solve the mystery of Gutsy's origin and stop him. Before the death toll rises, and Gutsy grows into something unstoppable.
0: Killer Hockey Mascot is available for pre-order for both Kindle and print, and the link to purchase it will be in the show notes. Killer Hockey Mascot is a lot of fun, and great for fans of either Monster or Slasher Stories. I would love for you to check it out. Enjoy the show. (laughs) everybody this is the simpson show i'm robbie with my co-host matt and we are here to talk about the simpsons from the beginning matt how are you
2: i'm fantastic robbie or at least i was until uh we we got to this episode and uh
0: i, am, I don't know if you guys can tell about my i'm really trying, this episode <laughs> we're, t- we're not real happy about <laughs> this, this episode tested me like oh my lord oh boy oh okay if you're looking for optimism or positivity on bad news for you, turn it off now. Come back next week. Maybe you'll be lucky. <sighs> we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash the Simpsons show. For only two dollars a month, gain access to all of our bonus content. For five dollars a month, you can gain access to all that. Plus, uh these episodes, early uncut and our old episodes that have fallen off the main feed, they're also there as they as they go. I pick them up and put them over on there on the Patreon. Um, it's the best deal in podcasting. I've said that now for months, and I, am not, I am more confident than ever. It is the best deal in podcasting. This week's episode, oh boy, dangerous curves. Episode KBF eighteen originally aired November 9th, two thousand eight. Written by Billy Kimball and Ian Maxstone Graham, directed by Matthew Faunen received a 5.6 rating with 10.4 million viewers. The chalkboard gag, I did not see teacher siphoning gas. That is they at least more representative the way they were back then. I was like that's more representative of I mean what comes around what goes around and comes around that cuz that's where we are at. we're there again. Yeah. Um or at least we are at this moment who no- they, I, I, don't ask me to explain how gas prices work. Um but that is at least more representative of an actual teacher's experience. Of on yeah, being unable true. to afford gas, uh, the couch gag. The family is a group of wooden figures that come out of a set of cuckoo clocks, and it's good. It's the best thing of the episode by far. It's a what ten seconds, ten second uh, couch gag. Best thing of the episode. Yep, can't. I, I'm not even debate my mind. The episode guest stars Maurice. Oof, boy, Robbie, come on. Guest stars Maurice Lamarche, Alberto. He does a fine job with what he's given. Which isn't much. Not much. It's kind of a very standard kind of playboy, Vothario type. And he does a decent job with it. Okay, to get before we get started, man. Okay, I'm going to lay this out. This episode is presented in non-linear fashion. Very non-linear. We jump around in time through diff- three different time periods. I think only three, right? There's only three.
2: There's only three timelines, yeah. Yeah, there's present day timeline, but time periods.
0: Yeah, there's present day, and then there's two set in the past. And they all end up intersecting with each other. Um This is this this whole episode is referencing a film from 1967 called Two for the Road, which had Audrey Hepburn and Albert oh, Finney in it, and uh was a relatively well-known movie. We might do it for a bonus episode this month because I'm really curious to see what this movie did, Um and and. That it where it's also examining a relationship between a married couple, um, and and it jumps around in time. It's 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 not linear, um, and see if it's as confusing and maddening. I it can't be. It has to be good. That's the thing. Like it would it be? It has very those are two very famous actors, and that film is like because this episode, I call it maddening, and I mean that literally. There are moments in this episode where I felt like I was losing my mind as I was watching it because I well, yeah, because it's just ridiculous at
2: how this episode jumps around for no particular reason. It it It's not like there's any continuity between when they choose to jump back and forward in time.
0: Yeah, typically you would use these a, a nonlinear nonlinear to 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 kind of demonstrate this. I don't know The. I don't know, it typically in film and in good art, use nonlinear to disorient your audience, typically, but also to demonstrate, uh, to show kind of disparate change. In, in in this case, disparate change in a relationship where you'd be like, oh, well, they've known each other for this amount of time. Look how things have changed over that time period. Look how this, what this means then and the, what this means now and and so on and so forth show both similarity and difference and contrast between the time periods, et cetera, et cetera. Um, as a, as a general rule, modern audiences are much better at following nonlinear storytelling than they were in the past. Like for a long period of time, there were literally, you did not show movies. They were, they did not make movies that were nonlinear. Like they didn't exist. Because it was thought too confusing, and you will always timestamp. This is when this is taking place, even. <laughs> yeah, and nowadays you don't. You do that sometimes if you. It's but it's much more up to a filmmaker, and the and a and a, and a the team making the film, the creative team. Um. Now you says, It's it's not like I'm ever confused when I'm watching this episode about when. It, what timeline it's taking place on what time period that the the scene is taking place in it's more about why (laughs) why are we watching this what does it mean okay matt okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's fourth of july weekend and the family is taking a road trip okay it's a road trip episode and that's the thing when you're watching this episode cold which is what i've done have you seen this episode before no, and I'm, I, maybe I have, but I sure as heck don't remember it. Okay, I've never seen this before. So I'm coming in cold. I have no idea what I'm supposed to expect. I've, well, I remember the brief synopsis I read last week, which is about Squeaky Voice Teen, which actually doesn't end up mattering. Um, but I'm like, okay, it's a road trip episode. It's 4th of July. Let's see where this goes. So they're driving. They're in traffic. They're bickering a little bit. Marge wants to pick up hitchhikers. This is the first question.
2: Yeah, Marge is nothing kind out of person now to, to want to pick
0: up hitchhikers. Homer usually makes stupid decisions like that. Uh and I have my first clip, uh, where they gloss right over it. Homie, let's pick up those hitchhikers. They don't look like the stabby
3: kind. Mom, you said all hitchhikers were drug crazed thrill seekers. I said they were thrill-crazed drug seekers. Don't put words in my mouth. Thanks for stopping. Uh-uh. This is my girlfriend,
4: Beatrice.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, young
4: love. <laughs> were we ever that stupid?
2: Of
0: course we
2: were.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, they were definitely dumb. I, for sure. <laughs> what? As one of this episode proves to us that
1: they were real <laughs> dumb.
0: Every Matt, every single person in this episode is unrecognizable. No one is recognizable as their, as their characters. I, I don't know who these people are. None of them. Yeah, pretty much. Marge I mean, even Homer, the kids. I'm just like, what in the world? Yeah, the kids aren't recognizable. Homer, and Marge aren't recognizable. Flanders and Maud. I don't know who these people are. Um, they're definitely this is Flander the most Flanderization Flanders ever. This is the worst of it. This is not my Ned Flanders that we get later on. Everything oh, about God, this. No. Everything about this is unrecognizable. Like it feels like. Like I again maybe when if we watch that movie we'll be able to recognize it like to some extent maybe they're writing they're patterning all these characters off the people in the movie but it's still just it makes this bewildering cuz you have no idea what's going on Marge would not pick up hitchhikers ever it is it's strange that she's the one why wouldn't Homer just say why wouldn't they just have Homer swerve over and pick him up that's a Homer thing to do doesn't matter so the squeaky voice teen and his girlfriend are in the car now. Um and this is I guess the segue to get to our first flashback. Um which is basically the older flashback because we get two different fl- two different flashbacks. One is when Marge and Homer are t- I, they're not te- are they teenagers? It- I, are the, are that's like, what we
2: can't figure out. They're they're together. They have been. They haven't had Bart yet. So
0: where exactly work. is this supposed to fit? Ned and Maud, literally, I'm about to play a clip where Ned and they meet Ned and Maud for the first time, and they are married. Literally married that same day. So they, they I would when did Ned like? You're like what is what is the timeline here? I'm trying to like you're trying to like hold on to some sort of semblance of reality, and. You don't have a time. You don't have time because we cut to Homer and Mars riding bicycles on the side of a road. Where are they going? What are they doing? We don't know. Homer breaks his bicycle and they get picked up by two helpful people, Ned and Maud, who they are meeting for the very first time. How to do, strangers?
3: Hop on in before you become a couple runneth over. Ned, are you sure? They're covered with mud. And in that mud, I'm planting the seed of friendship. Hey, name's Ned Flanders. As the elephant said to the peanut vendor, toss those in my trunk. March, I love this guy. Put her there, Muddy Buddy. Oh, he rhymes. Oh, happy day. So are you two engaged? Engaged to be engaged? Mm, We thought we'd wait a little while. Really? Not married? And you were bicycling to abreast. I wish. We were bicycling to a lake. (laughs) Wordplay. Never cared for it. But it's never too soon for you two to join the I Do Crew. Now, I'm not saying it's all jello with cool whip. She'll nag you. She'll try to change you. You'll be fighting the same basic fight for years and years and years. Ned, don't you think you're exaggerating just a bit? I think I'd like to finish my sentence. And years. Um, how long have you two been married? Since two this afternoon. Welcome to our honeymoon, Whoa. Uh,
4: Marge Bouvier. will you not marry me
3: Homer Simpson? I would be delighted not to marry you.
4: then I now
2: pronounce us just dating so this is a new made
0: up time period in the relationship i guess <laughs> <laughs> that's it's that's I, that's another element Matt where like where if you watch the i get like the movie is there are completely new characters they exist only in that film the simpsons don't the simpsons have established and of all the very few things that are canon in the continuity of the simpsons the beginning of, and the formulation and development of homer and marge's relationship and having the children is relatively firm and now they're just like let's throw this stuff in there why <laughs> Why? What mm, the like there's it? so many other plots
2: they could have picked. Why? The, I, I guess it was because they wanted to do something based on that movie, but I just uh, it did not work out. You
0: don't well. need to. You could do anything else. Um, and you could still do it. I don't, the way they, the way that whew, Ned and Maud are, Psychopaths. I can't take it. They are insane. Pretty much, and it's going to get worse. <laughs> oddly enough, I know it gets worse than this. But like, if I'm Homer and Mark, like we they've never met before, okay, and they they do the, they write the joke where Homer is some for some reason charmed by Ned, but imagine you are. In Homer and Marge's position, that you and your girlfriend are riding your bicycle, and you get picked up by a couple who re- literally got married that same day. They're in, you learn they're on the honeymoon, and the first thing they do while you're in the car with them, they go, "Are you married?" and and you go, "No, we're we're just dating." And they go, "You should get married." I I'm looking at my girlfriend and going we need per- to get the heck out of but this car right per- now <laughs> yeah like the first chance we get let's tuck and roll tuck and roll <laughs> let's get out of this place this is texas chainsaw massacre we're gonna take taken somewhere we're gonna get well, trapped was, in a cult the thing is they are like they're they're op- they start out by
2: bicycling somewhere and then ned and maud take them to some Cabin somewhere? Like, wasn't the whole point to get them back to town where they started from? Were they bicycling so far away from town that they couldn't make it in one night? What in the world?
0: Yeah, well, you are like, there's no like any of these little set pieces don't make sense even within the context of their own scenes. Um, we cut back to the present day where the teens are the squeaky voice teen and his girlfriend are kissing, and Homer doesn't no want Bart to see. Okay. Bart is playing. a... This is where we get a, a parody of some video game where Bart's killing serial mascots, like uh, on a Game why Boy. Why is this scene in this stupid? <laughs> it doesn't why, why is anything in this episode? Why is any of these things like there's no connection? Any of this? They try and make it about oh, this is examining different periods of Marge and Homer's relationship, and it, and it, and the and the in the, the trick, the 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 twist. Is that oh, there's going to be we're going to they reveal a dark secret of both of them that comes to fruition in the in the present day where they have to deal with it, except that's not clear until literally three minutes before the end of the episode, Um <laughs> and I'm going to quote Matt's notes verbatim because next we get wait a different flashback, <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. A different flashback to
2: only six years ago this time. Yes, uh, so before Maggie, but after Bart and Lisa. However, there are SUV jokes. So Robbie and I were talking about this while well before we started recording the episode uh, that someone has pegged actual years for this, and uh, it says in the episode that the second flashback is six years ago, and I think the first flashback was like eighteen years ago. So someone has decided that those are uh, what do we say, Robbie? Nineteen eighty-two and nineteen seventy or something like 1976.
0: that? Well, if it's like six years they ago, six, six years from the beginning of The Simpsons will be like from 1989. So they go to 1983. 1983. Well, I again, this is what Wikipedia says. I don't, this is not fact. They do not state it's the definitely years. definitely
2: not because the first thing we see in the six years ago is a joke about SUVs being great. Uh, that wouldn't have happened in the eighties.
0: SUV wasn't even a class of vehicle in the eighties. I don't, don't know who it, is on this Wikipedia thing. But, I yeah. mean, it's Wikipedia. And someone just edited it and it got accepted because no one yeah. knew better. Um again, there's SUV jokes here. I it's like wh- I am I'm I've lost all connection reality. What's the joke about these SUVs, Matt? Like because I know they show us in President oh, this car lot's gone out of like gone out of business. SUVs still sell very well. Like I don't understand did they did they stop selling well for a bit because gas prices were too high?
2: Yeah, I think this was like 2008, 2009, right when gas prices shot up and there was the whole mortgage crisis. So, yeah, gas briefly crested like $4 a gallon or something like that. It's like, oh, well, maybe guess
0: stop people from buying SUVs. I mean, I'm like, I, I yeah, I drive down my street. I see a bunch of SUVs parked in people's driveways. So, I don't, like, sure, gas prices are up now and they'll go back down. It's not. It's it's all in cycles. Um, So... Like trying to keep track of what happened in this episode in the order is almost impossible. So we go back to a different flashback where Homer and Marge are driving with Patty and Selma. Um, the kids are both Bart and Lisa are born, but they're little. Um, and they're back home with that. It's established in a bit that they are at home with Abe. Um, Homer kicks Patty and Selma out of the car. Why? Why are Patty and Selma here? Why, like, None of this is like... There's no reason for any of this. Patty and Selma are just there to be mean to Homer and then get k- kicked out of the car. And then they run out of gas c- and they don't know where they're going. Because Patty and Selma had the map. And we can't just have Homer forget
2: the map or something. I like it, But what's the point of all
0: this, Matt? What is this establishing?
2: Oh, is it supposed to be doing something? I thought it was <laughs> just because they had extra time to fill in the episode.
0: <laughs> I, I just... Ideally, this scene would establish facts, which then would be used later in the episode to tell a story. <laughs> but instead it's just Probably like you sweet summer child. I know. I just I mean that's where my mind goes. I'm looking for this stuff. And it's not like it's crazy. That's what happens when you watch narrative fiction. Um they run out of gas. They don't know where they are, so they have walking with a gas tank trying to find gas to put in a car. Remember that, Matt. Okay? They're trying to find gas. To put in the car, I'm gonna remember that. But why, Robbie? Because they never bring it up again. I, that's what I mean. That's why. That's literally all I'm saying is they like, who are these? Pe- these are not recognizable as human. Um. So they fight while they're walking. They get an argument about nothing. Like that's all this is. It's just a lot of arguments. Every argument between any two people in this episode is usually about nothing, which is them trying to mimic. I guess. This romantic comedy from the sixties. I'm not sure about that though, because I am. I guarantee you, we're gonna watch this movie. We're gonna go. Wow, that movie is pretty good. Uh, what did The Simpsons do? <laughs> that's my that's my prediction. Uh, they fight about nothing. They find themselves at a party, a rich a rich people party. Um, Very. I mean, there's sushi everywhere, so obviously rich it's, people. It's party. at a mansion. There's like a, a grand piano in the house. There, like there's a pool. There's like all kinds of stuff um does is him did i is crusty is there right they mentioned crusty am i I'm not making that up they right? mentioned crusty I'm, I'm pretty sure yes yeah so crusty is there they, but so crusty is alive and famous okay but they need I mean crusty's f- been alive and famous since like the 50s so. exactly exactly that's the that the, they can always use that they are looking for a phone what are they gonna okay so they're looking for a phone I guess to call a tow truck because this was before cell phones or something. I don't. I don't know, man. I like. I know why. I thought they wanted gas. Wouldn't they go? Could someone give us a ride to a gas station? Wouldn't? It, isn't that the first Maybe. move? When you can go, like, hey, can I know it's hard? Like, I know we're strangers. Could someone give us a ride to a gas station? But they don't. They say they need a phone, and then they don't call anyone. <laughs> Do they? Do they call Abe?
2: they don't call anybody i i think they they call Abe, but he can't talk to them because the kids have
0: got him like pinned down or something like that they are okay what's okay so we're at the party we're 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 shown that the um the party has lots of nice food we see types of cheese and and sushi etc homer meets and we meet alberto he's the the host i suppose this is really maurice, maurice Lamarche's character i guess he's the guy who owns this place um he seems to be very wealthy and then we they're just at the party. Homer meets some strange lady who's smitten by him. Why why is anyone ever <laughs> smitten by Homer? No, I, no one it's never. He's exploring. Homer she she talks to him like a person and Homer responds like he's never listened, heard human speech before. <laughs> like everything yeah, all his yeah, responses are purpose are written purposely for him to misunderstand anything she's saying. Because it's very clear to humans that she is flirting. Homer is not an alien, okay? Homer is a man, an adult <laughs> man.
2: I mean
0: it's it's just it's like it's not she this is not subtle, Matt. Like and I even Homer Homer's not a child. That's the other thing. Homer is not a child. He wouldn't be confused by her flirting with him, which is what this is. This lady is flirting with Homer. Pretty hard, by the way. She's going hard on it. And Marge is just gone. I don't. I don't know where she is. We don't really see that. We see Homer eating food, getting flirted with by this lady. Does she have a name? Maybe. Uh it's Alberto and Sylvia. Sylvia, yeah. Alberto and Sylvia. Um. So. We are just at the party now. <laughs> I don't know. Um Homer sure are. Uh, Homer's with this lady. Marge is just they're married, right? Homer and Marge are married. Right. Married the, with kids at this point, yes. In this point. Okay. And Homer's just obliviously flirting with this lady. She wants to go limbo with him because they have a limbo pool. A limbo pool. Limbo pole. Who boy? Limbo pole. <laughs> um so we cut to that. We cut to some there's singing and dancing. Homer has no shirt on all of a sudden. Why? We don't know. Because you can't have a shirt to uh the limbo Robbie. It's it's a whole thing. You you wouldn't understand. I guess I guess I, I certainly don't <laughs> understand anything about what's happening in this episode. Um this is where we also know like Matt had mentioned, we check back in on Abe. They call him, he doesn't answer because the children, Bart and Lisa, have him on the ground. And they're tickling him to try and get him to tell him where the tell them where the cookies are. Why would why would they know or why would he know but they don't? They live there. Because p- theoretically, man, this is all theory. Everything I say, honestly, everything I say about this entire episode is theoretical because I cannot r- get a <laughs> reading on w- what the intention is of any of this. But I, theoretically, that margin and Homer hid the cookies so that Bart and Lisa wouldn't get them while they were gone. And theoretically, they would tell Abe, but Abe doesn't remember. But Abe is also apparently so decrepit and and, and weak that he cannot overcome two, uh, like, three and five-year-old kids or whatever they yes. are. I, we have no idea how old Bart and Lisa are they, but they're both talking. So they're that old. They're at least three or four years old. At least Lisa's like three or four, which puts Bart a couple years after that. I don't, really don't know. It does not matter. I cannot emphasize enough. It doesn't matter how little it matters. (laughs) No, it does not matter. So we finally get to the end of the act where Homer is limboing with this lady. Marge finds him and is upset and is jealous uh, at this. That's how low you can go. Why are you dancing with that strange woman?
5: She's
4: not strange. She's fun. And she doesn't get jealous when I talk to other women.
5: Well, then she can have you all to herself.
3: How about a sushi fight?
4: Sushi fight! (laughs) 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 These fish die for nothing!
3: (laughs) Homer Simpson, I wish I'd
4: never met you.
2: That's uh, that's going pretty hard, Marge. Uh, <laughs> which you never met him because he's paying attention to somebody else. That's uh, that's pretty
0: messed up. I mean, Matt, okay, I'm gonna, again, none of this is recognizable as human behavior. Homer and Marge are in a car with, and they run out of gas, and they're looking for gasoline. They show up at a party and are just welcomed in, and Homer just starts partying. How how long? Did how like how much time has passed? Has Marge m- did Marge make a phone call and then immediately just like wander away? It's not that big a party. She'd be able to find Homer. Homer wouldn't right? be out there, Homer would not have time to go find meet this lady and go limbo. Wouldn't Marge immediately make a phone call? Go find Homer and say, hey, uh, he's not answering. Let's go keep walking. Let's or let's go ask somebody for gasoline. Like there is, if you are making this about Homer. And being in like showing attention to another woman, which is like it's so mind boggling all of us because they they don't paint anyone. They paint Marge as the villain because they make Homer look like an idiot. Like Homer is so oblivious that this woman is flirting with him, and you're not allowed to. Uh, you're you're not allowed to be mad at an idiot. Apparently, I. I mean, it's more like Marge, but like they just Marge just vanishes and she's upset. She. And Marge goes crazy over the top of all of this, and you're like, it's so artificial. It is constructed just to create drama. There is not... This is not how, like, all these types of stories where you, oh, let's examine a relationship over the years. It's not like this film from the 60s. What's the name? of it? Two for the Road. It's not like Two for the Road invented that story. It is... I mean, they might have been the first to use nonlinear storytelling to examine a relationship, but there's been lots of films since then, and art in general, that examine relationships over a long period of time, and we see a couple change and evolve and react and have fights and, 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 and kind of fall apart and they come back together, all those types of things. If you want to do that type of story, you write... You don't write it like this. This I can't I will also emphasize we Matt and I are not gonna talk about literally every cartoonish moment that that happens. Like with things that absolutely break physics, that don't make any sense in the context of a grounded relationship story, which is what this is, theoretically. The story shape is a grounded relationship story. Homer and Marge struggling over multiple time periods and we watch them figure out how to come back together multiple times. Like the, the idea of that as a story, as an episode of the Simpsons works perfectly fine. And if it would done well, it could actually be a new, a new take on a Homer Mars relationship episode where we get to see them fall apart, come back together multiple times to represent how all relationships have struggle and the good ones figure out how to make things work, compromise, get back together and they're happy again. But they not at any point do they engage with March and homer relationship as if it's real we just get these weird fights about what like a sushi fight like what is this what, like i'm supposed to treat this realistically i'm supposed to take this as a serious thing when homer was having a sushi fight in what year is this 1987 1995 who knows? It doesn't – whatever year it is, it doesn't Who knows? matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because none of this matters. They just are like – it's the semblance of a story, them trying to tell us that it matters, not show us things that actually matter. We go to commercial at 7 minutes and 31 seconds. I literally wrote down here deep breath because I literally had to take one when I paused the, I paused the, the episode so I would stop recording for my clips. <laughs> and I took a deep breath before I hit play again, because I was, I could not, and I had no idea. It gets worse. This is unimaginable. <sighs> deep breath. It's okay, Robbie. It's okay. You got this. And mm-hmm. uh, now it's my turn to
2: sigh a whole <laughs> lot, because when we come back, um, the family arrived, we're back in the, the present, the family refi- uh, arrived at an old cabin uh, the kids don't like, because it's a cabin in the middle of nowhere. Why would kids enjoy that? Uh, But then we get back to the first flashback where Homer and Marge are hitchhikers being picked up by the Flanderses. And we find out that uh, Flanders is being his uh, ultra-Christian self and not allowing Homer and Marge to sleep together.
3: Well, when the sun goes down, it means God's gone to China to watch over those good folks. Time for some shut-eye.
4: Oh, uh, Flanders, you rogue. All Marge and I need are a
3: queen-sized bed and a king-sized do-not-disturb sign. Wow. Sorry, Homer. I'm afraid it's separate accommodations for you knotly weds. What? But I have urges. It's just your trouser devil talking. He's not talking, he's yelling. Good night, Marge. (laughs) Sweet dreams, my new best friend. Oh, what better way to celebrate our wedding night than by keeping an unmarried couple apart? Oh, Maude, your dead grandmother's pajamas. You know what that does to me.
2: Ah. I never thought I'd say this, but stupid Flanders. So, yes, uh, just for so those of you who are aware, yes, you did just hear Homer... Uh, say, or just hear uh, Ned be aroused by Maud wearing his dead grandmother's pajamas. That is correct.
0: Matt, help. Uh-huh. Help. Robbie? Help. 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 I-,
2: I wish I could help. My help. God, I wish I could help, but we
0: have no choice <laughs> Help. Here. Help. Okay. Why are Marge and Homer staying at this cabin? Fantastic question, Robbie. I could not tell you. Wh- why are Ned and Maud, who are on their honeymoon letting this couple they've just met stay at this cabin? Why are they enforcing so strictly that they don't sleep in the same bed? Why are Homer and Marge just going along with this? Are they 12?
2: It certainly seems that way because th- there's really no other explanation for this. The, uh, like, Why don't they just leave?
0: Med is not their dad. They are adults, theoretically. At or, like, They could just say... No, we're not gonna do that. We are adults. You don't get to decide what we do. We want to sleep in the same bed. It's not your business what we do in it. You leave us alone, you psychopath. You big, giant weirdo. And if, if, if Flanders and Maud are pulling this because they are technically renting this cabin and they have rights to it, why don't Homer and Marge leave? Yeah, that's
2: what i'm trying to figure out the most in this is like why do they stay throughout all of this it makes no sense
0: because the plot dictates yes, 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 the yes. plot requires that they do it matt so they do like again it is just unrecognizable human behavior from any of these people i don't like and i don't like any of them none of them are th- the simpsons who are these people i don't know them i don't know you wonderful to know th- you yeah. know I have no idea,
2: but we're going to continue on. Um, Marge calls Patty and Selma. So obviously Marge has access to a phone, so she could call Patty and Selma to, I don't know, come get them. She doesn't, though. She gets to be harangued by Patty and Selma about how they don't trust Homer Simpson. He's only after one thing, blah, 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 stupid crap. Patty and Selma hate Homer. We get it. What what, what is
0: this ad? What is the point of
2: this? Fantastic question, Robbie. No clue. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Okay. But now, now we go back to the second flashback. We go from the first flashback, the, 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 the 18 years ago, whatever, uh, or 12 years ago, whatever, to the second flashback. Six. 12 6. yeah. Uh, Homer is having fun with this new woman. Uh, what did you say her name was? Sylvia. Sylvia is having fun with Sylvia. They're dancing and, you know, just flirting and doing all normal stuff. Marge, having fallen in the pool, is now uh, just not happy about what's going on. And the host, Alberto, comes to her rescue. Madam, perhaps
5: I can be of some assistance. But I can't take a dress from a man who looks so good and smells so clean. Please, when you came through the door tonight, I instantly imagined you in a ruched burgundy bias-cut evening gown with a wolverine hem and a contrasting cerise-tool de Oh, really? Me? You did? Oh, yes, with a pair of saffron brocade diamond mink pumps. <gasps> pumps are shoes. That explains a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm. marjorie you look beautiful let me take you for a ride or should i say glide
3: i'm just happy you're talking again you didn't say a word for 45 minutes
0: okay wait before you say anything man okay i that is that's hank's area that's hank's area okay that is yes. not Maurice Lamarche. that's hank's area I I needed to hear I like I was just reading the Wikipedia I'm like wait a minute that's Maurice LaMarche to Alberto but I he- now hear you obvious take his area from the IMDb page Maurice LaMarche did a voice for one of the serial characters in Bart's video game whoever oh, whoever edited this Wikipedia page <laughs> very poor um, Alberto met Marge less than an hour ago mm-hmm. she was just a strange woman who arrived at his party. And now right. he wants to seduce her. Supposedly. Why? Well, you see, Robbie. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's just, I got nothing, it's man. It's just things are happening. <laughs> it's just, like, why? Like, what is, and what is this, what's the point of all this? Like, what's the. I,
2: I wish I could tell you, Robbie. <laughs> okay. I honestly have okay. no. Okay.
0: All right. Fair.
2: Yeah. So, continuing on. Uh. I want to point out the only good joke in this entire episode What we just heard uh, where Marge goes I'm glad you started talking again because you've been quiet for 45 minutes <laughs> that's what the joke required and I just feel like that's
0: so absurd that I had to like, explode with nervous I, laughter I'll, uh, I'll, it's
4: the
2: only
0: time this episode I'm going to say Matt, I laughed at this episode multiple times but it was never because of jokes like no, I w- no, it was all because of what in the world is going on here <laughs> Like, it literally, it's like, I believe one of our uh, one of our patrons in their review said this is, like, anti-humor. And that's literally, that's, uh, the, like, that's what this, that's, like, multiple things. They're, like, it's, the things are so unfunny and bewildering that they're funny. But that's, again, I don't give The Simpsons credit for that. That is not, they did it, ac- I don't think they intend that. I think they're trying to write something coherent. And they are failing. Oh, yeah. So... <clears throat> we
2: continue on uh so at the end of that clip uh marge and alberto have arrived at the same cabin the simpsons are currently staying in and coincidentally uh the same cabin that homer uh marge ned and maud stayed at in the the first flashback uh so now they're there <laughs> and oh guess what oh yeah, no wait, wait wait Guess what no, it's, it's even more sylvia takes homer there in her car why? So they go there. <laughs> Why? 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 If if they want to have sex, they can just do it at the house they're already at, or in her car. Why do they have to go to
0: nearby cabins? I don't and, understand. And uh, like literally, theoretically, that big giant house, that mansion, is Alberto's mansion. If he wants to seduce Marge wouldn't it, he couldn't just take her to a his nice bedroom <laughs> like i don't get this thing like what's the point of all this, this madness it's again oh they need all the things to happen in the same cabin for some reason it doesn't like he doesn't even need that to happen like it's just nonsense indeed indeed
2: so continuing on uh uh, So Sylvia brings Homer here. Homer is drunk. He's like almost passed out, basically. Uh, And he does not want to be here. He doesn't want to be with her. And so he wants to be with Marge. I want you to be Marge.
4: Marge?
5: Marge, is that you? (gasps) My husband! Why do married women always have husbands? (laughs) Uh, Oh!
4: Uh, uh, George, what are you doing here? Uh, The same thing you're doing here. You better not be. I mean, great. We both came to rekindle our precious memories of when we were young and in love, right? We sure did. Rekindle, rekindle. Okay, let's go. Oh, (laughs) I, I have a better idea. Let's spend a night together right here.
5: Fine. But I don't want to sleep in the same room with that chest.
4: I feel the same way about that lamp. Okay. But
5: first the chest. Okay. <laughs> there you are. Homie, what's taking so long?
4: Listen, you're a classy lady and a great sushi fighter, but you're going in
5: the box. <laughs> Homie? Coming, Marge. Mm-hmm. Good evening. I am Alberto.
4: Sylvia, let's get out of this chest and go have a drink.
5: Actually, I am quite comfortable here. There is a flask of cognac in my pocket. Do you think you can reach it?
1: Okay. Uh, is this it?
5: No, but don't stop twisting.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so as you can hear, um, <laughs> uh, Marge and Homer are keeping why they went to this uh, cabin a secret from each other and coincidentally getting rid of the two people that actually brought them there. So they could have a like anniversary kind of thing, I guess, um, which
0: leads to Alberto and Sylvia becoming a couple. Matt. Yes, Robbie. There's a point in all this. This is like, this is such strange, weird. I can't like, there's so many layers of weirdness here, but like one, one, tonal dissonance of, like, if, like, this is a married couple, Marge and Homer, uh-huh. we've recently, in this in this time period, this is the six years ago time period, we've seen them get into a fight multiple times, each of them leave with a different person, both of which, both Alberto and Sylvia are trying to seduce both Homer and Marge. Homer and Marge are both... Once Homer realizes what's happening, he's totally against it. Marge is very unenthusiastic, and I do want to point out, like, there's a couple jokes here about consent, which is real great, real age, real well. Um, I'm just going to throw those in there, but um, neither of them want to cheat on each other. It's very clear. Like, not ne- neither of them are interested, really, basically, as soon as they arrive at the cabins. Both of them are like, no, I don't want to do this. And you're like, okay, that at least makes them like likable, you know? You like, you're like, okay, Marge and Homer are so like reasonable people; they don't want to, they still love each other. Um, but then we get this weird comedy of errors where they're both trying to hide their other partner from each other, and it's very slapsticky, very kind of madcap, and it doesn't match the tone. Like normally in a, ep- in, a in a in a in a narrative like this, you would get. So it'd be serious and be like, oh, well, then both coming to terms like, oh, we both fought and we both were tempted, but we both ultimately decided no and came back together. And that's like, if, if it's played straight, that can be very powerful. And like the Simpsons have done that before. We've seen both Marge and Homer with partners that tempted them and they ultimately resisted and went back to their part, their spouse. And... They don't do that here. Instead, they do this weird madcap thing where they're hiding each other, where Alberto's in a ch- in a chest, and then Homer pushes it outside of the bedroom. And I just want to key on in this, like, even if you overlook all of this nonsense that doesn't make any sense, Homer opens the chest to put Sylvia inside. So he would see Alberto. He would. It, there's nothing in that chest but a man. <laughs> there's nothing else in there it is a chest it has a man inside and nothing else and homer just goes eh, pushes sylvia inside of it and then we get multiple jokes with him putting a cinder block on top of it
1: Mm -hmm. and oh man i can't do it i believe
0: i can't with this this is it's killing me I was this. I this is a point, Matt. If like I was watching this episode by myself, just like for fun, you would have turned it off. I man. would have turned it off. This is it. We're like 15, twelve minutes in, thirteen minutes in. Maybe I would have turned it off. Be I mean, like, yeah, I'm done with this. Bye. What happens next, Matt? Well, Robbie, don't worry. It's stupider. <laughs> so somehow,
2: somehow, Palpatine returns. I mean, sorry. Somehow, Ape shows up uh because somehow uh Homer and Marge are about to get busy. Uh this is in the hey, middle time Matt, in 6 Matt, years. From excuse
0: ago. me, they're about to get Bizet. I think you meant to say Bizet. My my, my apologies. <laughs> they're about to get bizet. <laughs> bizet. Uh-huh.
2: And but Ape shows up. How did he find them? Who knows. How did he even know? I mean, I guess they technically kind of sort of left him a message, but okay, whatever. Oh, <sighs> so Homer and Marge put the kids to bed in the past and then in the present they send the kids off on the little pedal bike or pedal car uh, that has shown up uh, that was there at the cabins when they got there so in in both the six years ago and the current timeline the kids are, are out of the picture essentially meanwhile you'd think this is where the episode ends if it was a good episode maybe it would have been we had a little more stuff in the past they could have wrapped things up no in fact what actually happens is that Alberto and Sylvia show up with their daughter.
5: What is this dump? Ah, Ruthie, this dump is where your mother and I met. It was a tale of betrayal, redemption, and a lovely continental breakfast. Homer, those are our wedding bungees! (laughs) Marjorie? Homer? It's so good to see you. We owe you two a debt of thanks.
4: Homer, if I hadn't come to this motel with you, I never would have met Alberto.
5: (gasps) And Marjorie, if you had completed your seduction of me, I never would have met Sylvia. (gasps) I can't believe one of the most beautiful moments in our marriage is based on lies. You're just as bad as me, and you used to be better, so that
4: makes you worse. I don't think we can ever trust each other again. Ruthie,
2: kick me away from this nightmare. Okay. (laughs) So yes, now the secrets have been found out. uh, I would just like to point out how awful it is of Homer to say, you're usually better than me, so that makes it worse. No, Homer, that's a double standard. Screw you.
0: (laughs) Matt, 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 Matt,
2: Matt, Matt, Matt,
0: Matt, 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 Matt. There are so many worse things. I know. I just, Matt, Matt, Matt. This is a very important point. Homer has unloaded the car that they drove here in, the family car. It's it's stacked high with things, all bungee to the roof. That's why Marge mentions wedding bungees in that clip. Um, In the middle of this reveal about, oh, no, both of them were tempted and almost cheated, blah, 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 blah. Homer has unloaded the top of the car and all the bungees have flipped off and bungee to him in a giant ball of all their belongings. And Homer is rolling around and bouncing like he is a kickball, a massive kickball. And I feel like I am losing my mind here. What is happening? What is going on? Homer is yelling that clip matt when homer is yelling at marge about oh you did this you did that homer is bungee to a giant ball he asks that little girl ruthie alberto and sylvia's child to kick him she perce- she is a little tiny child she's like what five six years old baby something like that yeah she kicks him and theoretically it would do nothing but instead, he flies away and bounces off of the the pedal car that Bart and Lisa are in, and then bounces off trees. Mm-hmm. In the middle of this serious relationship drama, Homer is bouncing around like a bouncy ball.
2: Yes, Robbie. The problem is that you can't have serious relationship stuff all the time. <sighs> you're you're going to have to have something to cut that because you know with
0: what? obvious. W- w- Cut cut it with what with stupidity because oh, then okay things get too serious. I'm I want to scream. man. I want to scream. I hate it. I oh, hate Robbie. This. It's it's gonna get dumber. Don't I, worry. I I hate this man. So we come back from the commercial. Fifteen minutes fifty seven seconds, which you might say that's not a lot of time. You'd be. I'm like you're right. It's not because um, they're not gonna really resolve anything. They're just gonna try and fake it, which is that, but I think that's the tendency they've been doing lately. It's not really actually right and ending. They just kind of. Come to an ending. They like they write the ending they want, and then just have it at the end without uh-huh. actually building anything toward it. So and and even despite the fact you go, well, there's not a lot of time, and Marge and Homer seem to be in really rough shape. They start this with a long sequence of Bart and Lisa arguing about being lost and needing a map. <laughs> like they're like like it's it maybe it's this is this feels like it's taken directly from that film because it feels like it's or any sitcom of the 60s or 70s because it feels so (laughs) like stereotypical old like married couple arguing about directions and the man refuses to ask for them blah 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 it could be it could have come from home improvement for that matter from the 90s and it's just like they treat them like they're a couple but they're just brother and sister and they hate each other and Lisa even has like a as a a shawl over her head much like Audrey Hepburn I'm guessing it is alluding to the film but this is a like a minute long it is way longer than it needs to be it's so long and there's no jokes in it it is just them arguing and I don't this episode is not about Bart and Lisa at all why are we seeing this What's the point of this? Because they had time right. to fill. I guess so. Lisa finally convinces Bart to pull the pedal car over. Like, again, they treat this like it's a real car. Um, to the bullies who are sitting there reading Vanity Fair. I think it's Vanity Fair. I thought it was a Maxim or something like that. No, no, no. No, no.
2: A, no, the, no, no it's, well, it's supposed to be sexy, but it's not. The
0: because, joke is that uh, it's not sexy, Mara, because it's like a... It's an right. actual articles about actual women who have achieved things, not... Uh, even though they are, the bullies are looking forward to learning how to tie wins or not. So I do appreciate that. Um, they get directions to the bullies. And what is this? That is where I wrote this down. I wrote this down in capital letters. What is this? Because it doesn't have anything to do with Homer and Marge. Then <laughs> I feel like a, we go back to the first flashback now. 12 years ago. Where Homer and Marge have carved their name into a tree after getting some advice from Ned Flanders. So I'm sure you missed
3: Marge last night? Yeah, I missed her like five times. What a charming single entendre. Now look, I know marriage is scary, but if you really think she's the one, it gives you two a shot at forever. Forever? That would be awesome. Okay, here she comes. Why don't you take Marge for a walk, open your heart, and see what pours out? I suppose you and Maud will be coming along as well. <laughs> don't you think I got better things to do on my honeymoon than spy on you two? Red Dog, this is Mustache One. We have possible male-female interaction. Be prepared to terminate inappropriate contact. Ready with the ice water. Lock onto his wiener. We have wiener lock.
4: Marge, when I'm with you, I get that feeling like when I got that smart kid's report card by mistake. And for a minute, I thought I had all A's and that my name was Howard Simberg. You
2: make me feel
4: that way, too. I know we'll get married someday, and to prove it, I'll carve our names on this tree so all who are hopelessly lost in the woods can see it.
2: Just for the record, it's an
0: Esquire magazine. Oh, for Esquire, all. Esquire, okay. Um, so we've gone back to the creepy Ned Maud time, where this recent, literally, literally Ned were married the day prior, and now they are spying on this couple. Okay. Homer and Marge are now like happy together because they were missed each other the night before. Is that what, like, I have no, like, what is this trying to tell us? Uh, That's the
2: best I can get is that it's trying to tell us that, Oh, Homer really missed Marge and is willing to, uh, go through forever with her because of how much he realized how much he missed her is what I think they're trying to get across. Is like, Oh, I missed her so much for one night. I can't imagine being without her for the rest of my life. So therefore I love her and want to be with her forever. Okay. That's the best I got. Uh, but obviously they don't go into it enough that we actually are. We have to like uh, uh, intuit that rather than actually being told that or shown. that.
0: There's 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 it's just like, well, this is supposed to like, again, bring us back to in theory. This episode is three different times and Marge and Homer's relationship where that's been tested. And in the end, they come back together in all three of them. And you and you connect the dots. Oh, they're all taking place in the same location. They're all in different time periods of their life. All right, that has that could have meaning, but they literally don't know how to tell a story. Like I don't know how else to explain it. Like I am telling the story for them because they don't know how. Because we cut back finally to the present, present day. Homer is pulling all the bungee cords off of him so he's gotten off of that out of that big giant bouncy ball he was in so that's good he finds that tree and his theory is he is going to rip off the bark where they carve their names show it to marge and prove that they're in love what with his bare hands but wait how wouldn't they okay so homer's up there marge finds him and uh, this is I didn't pull any clip for this. It's just a bunch of noises, effectively, because Marge then knocks the tree down. She touches it with her hand. Literally just puts her hand on the tree. Doesn't hit it with a car. Doesn't have an axe. Barely touches it. Just Barely breathes off. She touches the tree. It falls over. Shakes, falls over. And it's right next to a, a big chasm with a river, a canyon with a river flowing uh, in the, in the bottom of it. And Homer's dangling for his life. And we get a long sequence here where Homer is using holding onto the bark as it peels back and forth off of the tree like a ladder. The tree is like is unraveling or something. And Marge is on top of the tree running on it like those lumberjack competitions that used to show on ESPN. Mm-hmm. In the middle of this very serious drama about, you know what this made me think of, man? made me Look think of that episode they did recently. I think it was, it was a season, I think season 33, with the, them out in the wild. And they had to... Oh, yes, yes. Sir. Where they're stranded and uh, they're trying to have to survive. And they fight a badger or something. Wolverine. What was it? It was a wild animal. Dangerous. I want to say it was a badger. Yeah, I think it was a badger. I'm not sure, though. Um, but is that episode is about marginal relationship. about Testing the relationship and about them going through... Hard time together and ultimately showing how much they love each other and how much they rely on each other and how that episode had action in it that was harrowing, like there's a scene in that episode where they are Homer and marge are like trying to escape this wild animal and they're terrified and they're trying to not get killed and Homer is doing his best to protect his wife like it's really touching and really affecting, and it works really really well. it has a lot of action it's very tense. And it tells the story.
2: Yeah, and surprisingly intense. Like it's not the kind of uh, thing you would think The Simpsons would do anymore because they don't usually do tense. They do, you know, there's always some slapstick to cut it, and it's
0: made so much the better because of that tenseness. This is ridiculous at at face value. It's ridiculous. It is absurd. And there's not a moment where I worry about Homer or Marge's life. And it feels, it feels like at this point, it is an edict. To throw in some big set the action set piece at the end of an episode, to just lead the audience to the end of to the the this, the you know those smulty sweet whatever ending, because they are on the tree, they look like they're about to die, they're falling, they're holding on to this one little thin piece of bark, uh, and we get uh, they get they get saved by Bart and Lisa who are in the river below.
4: Marge, I don't want to die with us mad at each other. Me
3: neither, homie.
4: I know parts of our marriage are based on lies, but so are a lot of good things. Religion, American history. I know.
3: We had a fight. We were
4: both
5: tempted. We're human. The important thing is we love each other.
4: Aww. (laughs) Now we wait for the river to freeze. If my theory of global cooling is correct.
3: Hey, you guys want to lift in my pedal boat? It's not a pedal boat. It's a pedal car that Bart drove into the river because he knows a shortcut that's not on the map. How do you like a shortcut to the bottom of the river? If it's your shortcut, I'll be high and dry. (laughs) Knock it off back there. But we're married. Okay, but keep it
4: PG. How about R? PG-13. Woohoo! Adult situations!
0: So they they are making out in the back of the boat. They're car. saved by let's say Mo, let's <laughs> say Bart with a pedal boat. It's not even a boat; it's a car. It's in the floating in the water. Um, so we get a harried, quick makeup where Homer and Marge are like, "Oh, we don't want. I don't want to die angry at each other." And actually, our uh, marriages are full of compromises and hard, hard decisions and and arguments and blah 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 blah. Uh, okay. I mean, that would be good if anything in this episode made sense and connected to this. Everyone in this episode, leading this moment, are immature, unrecognizable Simpsons characters. Uh, They make mind boggling decisions over and over and over again. There's logistical and continuity plot holes every single step along the way. The physics are routinely cartoonish and unrealistic. And they clash terribly and in horrible tonal dissonance with this very grounded, serious episode that's theoretically about relationships. Ned and Maud are basically unrecognizable and are kind of at the brink of uh, being horror movie villains. The way that they like, if we got one more night of Marge and Homer in staying in this cabin with Ned, Maud, I'm pretty sure Ned would have them in a dungeon or something, um, where he's torturing them for wanting to have sex with each other, like. I I don't know how more harshly I can criticize this episode. It is a waste of time. I hated every moment of it. I don't know how you, how the people who make the Simpsons thought this was respons- how this is like reasonable. Like it, things happen in it. It fills 20 minutes is it, the barest it breaches the barest yeah, de- definition the of what's sim- bad.
2: The plot makes no sense. It's just
0: Yeah, I, there's no laughs zero laughs like the, the laughs are like i like i laughed at this like i would laugh at a at a tommy was movie or a neil breen movie like there yes. is it's just it again it's like written by aliens like this is like an ai wrote a simpsons episode they like oh we put in we put in two for the road into an ai and told them to make a simpsons episode out of it or something <sighs> help matt help me i wish i could Raleigh, but thankfully i'm pretty sure we're done we are that's the end of that episode it's terrible don't watch it um please don't watch this it it is maddening i don't know what happened in it i can't like i don't even know i know we've been talking for a while now i i don't know if this is real like where is this
2: the real life or is this
0: is this is this am i in the matrix like it feels like it feels like i'm in a simulation and they're testing me with this thing um we're making it at the end of the show robbie is this episode broken No, you were right the first time
4: with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. (laughs) Uh, I mean, the real
2: question is, is this broken or is it need to be completely just
0: destroyed? Here, man, I'll ask you a question. If you make to make this make this episode a real episode, it's clear it is the, the, the it is the structure I outlined that it is you we we look at Marge and Homer's relationship over three time periods. One as a young unmarried couple, two as in the middle of their marriage with two children, but not yet three, taking a vacation, and three, where they have all their children, they're taking a vacation with them, they're older, and uh we see them struggle, we see them have arguments, we see them come close to dissolution but ultimately in all three time periods we see them figure a way out of a way out and come back together and love each other that's what theoretically is what this episode would be theoretically theoretically i don't it's i i it, it would be very different from what this is and i don't know if it's it like could we make it yeah sure It it would have it. It would have to have less comedy. Um, Yeah, because this is a a serious topic. It's yeah, like it. It it would be there. Would still be jokes and stuff, but you'd have to make you'd have to have that tone be there the entire time, and you'd have incidental jokes. And if you wrote it really well, like all the all great Simpsons episodes, there'd be jokes because you couldn't help but have jokes to all that other stuff, but you'd have to be patient and you'd have to sit with uncomfortable and awkward moments. Um, And that's what the, that's what the episode is. And it's not complicated. It's just that this again is unrecognizable. Like, I don't know what they were trying to do, honestly. Like if it's that, this is supposed to be two for the road. I like, I don't know just because you're doing a parody of a film or an homage to a film doesn't mean you stop making sense. You, You still write characters like doing things for reasons. I don't know. Um, but it 's not hard to fix, at least not the bones. The bones are easy. The bones are already there like it feels like they yeah. took they 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 purposefully avoided writing a coherent episode like it like the non learness of it doesn 't really enter the equation like it 's not hard to follow which time period we 're in it 's more about like in either twelve years ago or six years ago or in the present day, no one does anything that makes sense at any step along the way. Um. No. I mean, generally, whatever the smart thing to do is in these situations, they do the opposite. And you can write human beings that make mistakes while still thinking they're making the right choices. It's not complicated. And you would, in the end of the episode, would ultimately be like Homer and Marge looking back and going, "Yeah, we've had arguments, and yeah, we've made mistakes along the way, but ultimately, we're still together. We still love each other, and we're still going to try." But why on earth would, after you watch all this episode, you go, "I don't." You you get nothing of that. You're like it is just empty and hollow. <sighs> I don't want to fix it. Honestly, if you flush it down the toilet. It's terrible. Um, yep, real bad. Move on to flush. our next. <laughs> well, <laughs> I should. I, should get... I mean, I would use the a, a, a noise like that, Matt. But then I they make jokes about bad radio noises in the they, they will, and, yeah. and it really, really it was obnoxious. It was obnoxious here too. We um, move on to our next segment. Time for comments in the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments to the News Group is where our patrons, they leave their thoughts, their review about an episode on our, they're on patreon.com slash the sims show. Open any patron in any level. First from Anthony, episode was actually funny. They laughed so hard, how dumb and stupid this whole episode was. Flannery's getting turned on by someone wearing dead people clothes. Got me. That's so stupid. Mars saying you haven't said nothing in 45 minutes was funny to me. Just because dumb it was. This wasn't a good episode. Felt like five stories in one. Plot made no sense. Felt like things just happened to happen. Also, I didn't like how they did Lisa in this. I know she was a kid in this, but I don't think Lisa would torture grandpa for a cookie. Also, what was that Bart gum scene in the beginning? I don't need that in my Simpsons. Yeah, there's a certain point. Bart Bart puts <laughs> gum in his ears to uh, so he doesn't hear the radio. Homer pulls at the gum, and it pulls out parts of Bart's inner ear. Bart's ear. Yeah. What in the world? What is going on? Uh, From Derek. Always felt Zombie Simpsons begins in earnest with a switch to HD, and seasons 19 and 20 early 20 lay the groundwork for what's to come between the painful dialogue and nothing storylines. We have another harbinger this week, as HD Simpsons have a a penchant for the most arbitrary flashback episodes that serve no purpose. This episode is a disaster. Get the feeling they think this is an intricately crafted and clever episode by having two flashbacks running concurrently. In reality, this is a terribly structured plotting mess that is so unfunny it can be considered anti humor. This is Derek said it, Matt. That's what I was reading. Yeah, th- yes, I agree. Anti humor. Uh, we have Flanders at perhaps his most Flanderized, but they can't even let poor Maude rest in peace after they unceremoniously bumped her off and have to bring her back to undermine her character, too. This is terrible. Really love to watch one and enjoy it. I actually hate being so negative, but there's no point in being disingenuous just to have to call a spade a spade. This episode stinks. It stinks. Uh, I, I'm i with you, Derek. I don't want to do a podcast where I tell, talk about how bad The Simpsons are, but someone else watch this stuff and tell me what you think. Uh, <laughs> Tim, this is what I think was intended to be a high concept episode, but boy, oh boy, did it go wrong. Having a story about a relationship's challenges could be good, but of course, at this point, doing that well, would, that well would be too much to ask. We talk a lot about the devolving of Homer, Bart and Lisa's characters, but damn, did they make Flanders into a monster here. Yes, I get that he takes his Christianity to an extreme, but even in recent seasons, one got the sense he was at least on the surface a decent person. Did I mention that in spite of the multiple flashbacks, it still managed to be incredibly dull? FYI, per an easter egg I saw a while back, the Sweetie Boys teen's name is Jeremy. I'll put this in number 375, as at least we avoided the worst of the racism, transphobia, etc. I, I mean, yeah, I you, think that's the yeah, only thing, also, the mm. only good thing you can talk about, Tim, in this episode, is that there is no racism or homophobia or transphobia. There is a joke about consent, but it's. I guess it could be worse. <laughs> it could be worse. Casey, uh, this episode started with the couch gave a family's cuckoo clocks. That should have been my first warning. This episode feels more like Futurama's anthologies of interest and the what-if machine than The Simpsons. It was forged from two different completely questions. What if Marge and Homer met Young and Ed and Maude? And what if Marge and Homer were both tempted to cheat the same party? Both perfectly fine ideas for a flashback episode, but one pick one and flesh it out with a wraparound at the cabins. There are moments that made me smile, loved thrill, crazed drug seekers, and I'll take ten bucks now. But these little moments are not, not enough to save an otherwise nonsensical plot. Happy lady birthday to Robbie. Hope you like crosswords or else next week isn't getting much better. Oh, no.
2: Oh, no. It's that episode, huh? I don't. That
0: episode, man. Is this infamous?
2: I mean, I believe it is the episode that involves uh, Will Shorts. If it's the one I'm
0: thinking of. Thank you for the birthday wishes, Casey. I I appreciate that a lot. Uh, from JJ. I don't think the show should have made any more flashbacks after Lisa Sachs. and This episode does little to change my mind. This is probably the least rage-inducing episode so far this season, but it was still unfunny and unremarkable. Episodes like Life in the Fast Lane and The Last Temptation of Homer make use of the entire runtime to show why Marsh and Homer are tempted to cheat, but here they just come off as jerks who would have cheated if they hadn't caught each other. Everyone in this is unlikable, especially Ned and Maud, which is just an insult to injury after the horribly disrespectful way they killed her off. If I can give this one positive, it has my favorite joke of the season so far when Homer is hanging from the tree and a park ranger picks up the phone to call for help, but the other ranger stops and says... Nuh uh, that's for fires. Seriously, what in the world was that? I just <laughs> Again, it's like I don't know, Matt. Like I think I would laugh more at these jokes if I wasn't so upset. <laughs> if I wasn't so yeah, frustrated. Like I don't I think in a, like that's why a lot of these I seems like there's a lot of memes from all this era lately where we were like, Oh, you know, March Crumping and and uh, you know, famously, you know, old man old man uh yells at cloud, you know, like disconnected from the plot those moments are funny but when you're in the middle of an episode and the episode is it feels like it's weaponized (laughs) weaponized bad writing like i don't want to laugh yeah it, it feels bad to laugh it feels bad you're like i'm not gonna laugh at you no how dare you uh finally from mr simpson's writer we like writing these episodes because we can bang out a script nobody knows what it's referencing so it feels fresh work smarter not harder I, at this point, Matt, I don't think Mr. Simpson's writer is a satire. I think we got no, it. definitely a, feels like an actual person. It that was a, has inside knowledge. It was a. This is a person who worked on the show. I'm pretty sure they. They're just they're an undercover in our patron. They just don't want to put their name out there. They'll get in trouble. They'll get you know, all their friends in the writing room, writers room, who yell at them. Um. <laughs> we can move on to our next segment. It's time for to question of the week.
3: Let's try
4: one more number.
0: Yellow
3: KBBL is gonna give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener.
0: Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is: What's your favorite trials of horror quote? Lots of great answers. They made me laugh. They made me feel bad after better after I watched this bad episode. Matt, take it away. All right. uh right. First up, oh, me. first up from Matt: Do not touch
2: Willie. Good advice. <laughs> uh From Derek: Oh, Lisa, you and your stories. Bard is a vampire. Beer kills brain cells. Now let's go back to the building. Thingy where our beds and TV is. This show was so eminently funny, it actually beggars belief. Thinking of a quote to use for my answer, I was just assaulted by a barrage of amazing lines, but I've always loved this brain dead Homer one. Very true, Derek. Uh, from JJ, uh, Bart, Dad, you killed the zombie Flanders. He was a zombie? Uh, from Casey, I love defeated Lisa and her science fair creation, going, Shouldn't you people be groveling? And bring me some shoes, nice ones. And her citizen in the background, going, She wants socks too, I'll get socks. It's perfect nonsense to end a great segment. Uh, from Tim, uh, the progression from how to cook humans, how to cook 40 humans, to how to cook for 40 humans. I believe there's also a how to cook four humans in there before the 40. But yes, that's a, a fantastic progression. Uh, from Andy, the doll's trying to kill me and the toaster has been laughing at me. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, from Lauren, Homer chasing Marge up some stairs. Give me the bat, Marge. Give me the bat. Come on. Give me the bat. Give me the bat. Scaredy cat Blah. And then Homer scares himself in the, in the mirror. Uh, from from Max My favorite is from Treehouse of Horror 3 Dial Z for Zombies." Is this the end of zombie Shakespeare? The absurdity of Shakespeare being in Springfield In the first place is hilarious And the way it is played with zombie Shakespeare's green zombie tongue Flopping out of his mouth just makes it even funnier uh, Right? Uh, yes, it's Aaron Oh, relax kids, I've got a gut feeling Uter's around here somewhere <laughs> After all, isn't there a little ooter In all of us? <laughs> in fact, you might even say we just ate Uter And he's in our stomachs right now <laughs> Wait, scratch that one. Uh, from At Weasel uh, Does a giant sloth shrugging count as a quote? If not, stupid bug, you go squish now. Or, Dad, your hand is jamming the toaster. Actually, that entire episode is my favorite quote. I'm right there with you. Uh, from At Groshans Kevin Bart telling Otto there's a gremlin on the side of the bus. Poor Hans in his AMC room. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic uh for matt hey it's frisky you know march i've had my share of troubles but sitting here now with you and the kids in our cozy home in this beautiful free country it just makes me feel that i'm a really lucky guy dad your hand is jammed in the toaster <laughs> it's amazing how often that seems to happen to poor homer uh for matt brad after time here's johnny dope david letterman hi david i'm grandpa i'm mike wallace i'm Morley saver and i'm ed bradley all of this in any room tonight on 60 minutes
0: beautiful just the entire shitting you just write just everything yeah the, the entire shitting,
2: shitting. It, 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 it. all right uh from at barfyman man 362 slash dj jazzy jeff he was a zombie <laughs> oh zombie flanders uh from at hippie 200 ew homer where'd you get the ugly thing why at that little shop right over there oh no wait it was there <laughs> you'll be sorry <laughs> the shopkeeper and the monkey's ball uh from at smells J. Homer, you're not going as a hobo again, are you? Going where? Oh Lord. Uh, and uh, from uh, at Smellman 426. Oh lousy smart weather. And finally from Avery, Mister Pote, uh, Homer Simpson here. When you sold me this house, you forgot to mention one little thing. You didn't tell me it was built on an Indian burial ground. No, you didn't. Well, that's not my recollection. Yeah, well, all right. Goodbye. He says he mentioned it five or six times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robbie, uh, that's all you i i think i feel like i always pick like very obvious ones but lousy smart weather it's just so it's so great it's so good it's just it's it's just this perfect non sequitur about misprinted calendars in the middle of a (laughs) middle of a nightmare on elm street parody like it doesn't even has nothing to do with <laughs> it's nothing to do with anything else on the it's just Smart. you could run that into, that could be in a normal Simpsons episode
2: it could yeah and
0: lousy smart weather uh it's great makes me laugh every time I quote it all the time um Matt what's your answer so I'm gonna go with the long one that I can't believe nobody picked
2: uh the Frogurt is also cursed that's bad but you get your choice of toppings that's good the toppings contain potassium benzoate that's bad can I go now <laughs>
0: Uh, I, just, I I that do the whole exchange. We is we yeah. I, I'm very guilty of doing the "that's good, that's bad" bit with everyone who knows the Simpsons in my life, over and over and over again. Uh that's fine. It's, it's a good way to live. That's what I say, Matt. It's a good way to live. I agree. Next week's question what's your favorite quote from a flashback episode. Um, and however you want to define that, it's up to you. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be too picky about it, as long as you're cite your sources <laughs> don't you don't have to cite your source i post this question on our social media <laughs> on twitter at simpsons pod you can email us at at gmail.com and i post this question on our patreon patreon.com slash the simpsons show uh we can move on to our next segment it's time for the note, google trivia challenge
4: i am too smart i am too smart S-M-R-T. I mean s-m-a-r-r-t
0: the No Google Trivia challenge for Matt. I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, and one hard and try and stump the other. I have a 6,000-point lead over Matt. It's not true. I have a, I have a 5-point lead. Say, uh... It's a 5-point lead. I have a 5-point lead over Matt as of this, but this is the fifth episode of the season, so it's plenty of time for me to choke and Matt to retake the lead because it can happen at any moment. I always have this confidence whenever I take a lead, and then suddenly I get a one-point day, and Matt gets six. And then suddenly, oh, the turntables. Um, Matt, are you ready for an easy question? I'm ready. In The Way We Weren't, we learn Homer and Marge actually first met. Where? Uh, I believe that was in summer camp, right? That is correct. Summer camp. All right.
2: Oh, boy. I don't know anything about this episode. This will be fun. (laughs) All right. What long-running character dies in Alone Again, Natural Italy? Oh, Mod Flanders. You are correct.
0: Oh, God. You're gonna b- bring up bad memories, Matt. God. <laughs> yep. Cool. Your meme question, Matt. What fake name did Homer use uh, with Marge and vice versa? Oh, God. Uh, you're going to want the whole names for both of them, aren't you?
2: Yes. Okay. Um, hmm. I, I can't remember Homer's whole one. It's something... At Jagger uh, Abdul Jabbar. Um, and then Marge's is. Marge's? I'm getting confused with Lisa's aliases. Um, I have no
0: idea what Marge's is. I, I can't. Well, I Matt, no it's a, this is a trick question. Oh. Because, well, first, Homer's full name is Elvis Jagger Abdul Jabbar. Elvis, of course. And the trick question part is Marge has does not use a fake name. She doesn't give Homer a name at all. Okay, that's that's
2: uh, that's why I was like, I'm trying so hard to think of it. I can't think of any time Marge used a fake name. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, your medium question. What is the name of the NASCAR driver that crashes in front of the family at the beginning of Alone Again, naturally God.
0: <laughs> it's something real. I mean, it, I think they do a very good job at giving that a fake NASCAR it's, it's name. It's a plausible name. Yeah, exactly. Um, Blake Coleman. You're actually close. Clay Babcock. Gosh! i got the c's and b's i knew it was the c and b clay babcock that's pretty good that's not bad uh, okay matt Your hard question what is the name of the camper homer attended the boys camp
2: oh god it's like i want to say it's like something for wayward boys it's like colonel clinks uh, <laughs> sleepaway camp for wayward boys or something like that
0: <laughs> sleepaway camp um no, uh, the the boys' camp is called is called Camp Sea Tree. Sea Tree. Oh, that's oh yeah. Okay, what was the the girls' camp is? I don't know what the girls' camp. Camp
2: Landa man. That's right. That's right. All right. Your hard question: What
0: video game do
2: Rod and Todd try to cheer Bart up with? God.
0: Oh, some religious game, obviously. Um, video game, not board game, because they have a board game too, right? They they're playing a board game. I think it's really bad. Um. Video game Noah's Ark. I'm sorry, it's Billy Graham's Bible Blaster. Oh, oh God! Did you have to play? Did yeah. you play any religious yeah. games when you were a child? Video games? Yeah. Not that I recall. No. Which is funny because uh, the main people I hung
2: out with as a kid were the preachers' kids. But that was before video games were a big thing. I had to.
0: I played. I had multiple G- video Jesus video games. They weren't very good. No, I can't imagine. You were. know, was you know what was really good though? What's that? Mortal Kombat Two.
2: <laughs> oh well, yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> you get to you uppercut people's heads off. It's great. I can't. There's no. There's no. Competing Especially with the that. Sega Genesis version where you could have actual blood. Yeah, I, I mean, oh yeah, Sega all the way. Sega has Sega Genesis superior. Like Super Nintendo is the best console ever made, but Sega Genesis better sound card. It's funky, funky sound card in the Genesis and gore. Uncle Nint- Grandpa Nintendo wouldn't let me see any gore with my Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo, but Sega, man, people get ripped in half, you get blood. It's great. My mom took away Mortal Kombat 2 for me for about two weeks one day, one because I attacked my sister. Well that's the smart thing because I know, obviously it was, I, was, to do that. I was gonna say like I would have done that without the video game. It did nothing to do with that. <laughs> I was just a bad I was a, I was a child. What do you want from me? Of course I'm gonna attack my sister. She's annoying. <laughs> Matt and I both I'll got one. You said that. Matt, I mean, sh- she's not going to listen to this, Matt. Um, and she would agree. We were kids. We were both annoying. I was annoying to her. She was that's annoying true. to me. It's it's the way things were. Um, we both, Matt and I, both get one point this week. Um <laughs> Nature's <is> healing. <laughs> we're back, both back to one point. Probably just randomly picks the correct
2: answers out of the week uh, out of the thin air for just a couple weeks at a time.
0: I, that's it. Is it's literally like the whims of fate. Blo- just like they d- deliver the The right trivia to me once in a while. Uh, that's it for trivia. We can move on to our final segment, the segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. or best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part where Matt and I ranked the episodes categorically, watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever, and how good they are. Oh, this episode is so. Oh, it's miserable. It's um, really bad, but honestly, I'm looking at it and I'm like, there are still a lot of worse episodes. <laughs> Matt, I'm going to I'm gonna disagree with you. Some there's, There are worse episodes. I'm not going to say there's a lot of worse episodes. This episode infuriated me. I, I mean,
2: yes, but I mean, okay, so I feel like we should start with the one that just make, that blows my mind that anyone ever got off out of the writer's room and that's a G.I. annoyed grunt where the military attacks Springfield. This is worse than that. Worse than that? Really? You would rather watch that episode again than this? Yes.
0: Yes. 100%. Wow. Man, if I, I
2: cared at all, I would fight you on this, but wow. Man, I'm gonna
0: Here, Matt, you know where I'm looking at this? Oh, wow. Okay. Frying game. I think frying game is better than this. So you think the sweetest apu, dude, where's my ranch? It's
2: a Mad, Mad, Mad Marge. All of those are better than this. Yes. I mean... I'd rather watch any of that them over, '90s, I'd... That 90s show is better than this. Okay. You would I... rather watch that 90s show again than this. It's below Kiss, Kiss, Bang,
0: Bangalore. Okay. Maybe I'm... maybe It's I'm worse being...
2: than Mona Leavesa, Robbie.
0: Mona <laughs> maybe... Leavesa.
2: Uh. Okay. Maybe I'm being a little hasty. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I would probably put it right around the Homer of Seville. I mean, because I, 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 I feel like... That is the one where Homer is an opera singer, but only while on his back. I think this is worse than that, <laughs> but not so by much.
1: Ridiculous.
0: I can't believe that's an actual I can't believe that's an actual episode. Um, I know! <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I I don't know, man. It's very the wound is fresh still on this one. I think that's the problem. When those have healed a little bit, they've had time to scab over. There's even a part of me that looks back at the frying game and goes, I miss those days. <laughs> 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 those season 13 days where if the badness was still new you know like i wasn't expecting every week to be abysmal um this episode's just I, I it's these episodes i think bother me a lot it's just because they're so nonsensical like and there's not even insanity here it's just it's so predictable it's so boring um uh, it's better than mona leaves uh I, I I don't think it's better than Homer of Seville. I think Homer of Seville's better. I I think it is too. Uh that's why I said I, It's, it's not, much better, it, much, it better. It's not rather, much better, but it is better. i It's not much better, but it's better. Um there's Love Springfieldian style it's below that. Which is that, that's the anthology episode, right? That's the three love yeah. stories. ends with Sid and Nancy. Oh, with, the know, candy piece. one. Yeah. I still think it's better. I think it's better than this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Sadly, Yeah, only like yeah. It's mono It's not better than Mona Lisa, uh, but I mean it. It's not worse than Mona Lisa. Uh, excuse me, I'm losing my perspicacity. All right, dangerous curves. That's where we're putting it. Tim was pretty close for this prediction because this puts it at new number three seventy. Uh, that's dangerous curves. A new number one seventy nine post Golden Years ranking. Um, I'm 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 getting I'm getting there, Matt. Give me give me give me a second. Oh you're fine. I was just I'm fixing, I'm fixing everything. Um well wow, it's over four hundred episodes on the list. Yeah. Um officially. Um so that's number three seventy. Right above love spring right above Mona Leaves or right below Love Springfieldian style. First place on our list is Still Homer's enemy. Last place is Codependence Day. I would say that we we'll never get something worse than that, but I don't really know at this point. We could we could pass it. It's possible at this point. You never know. Um, there's one more thing to do, man. We're almost done. Okay. But there's one more thing to do. One more question to answer, and that question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon?
3: The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The
1: cannon!
2: I mean, do you really need to ask on this thing? No, no, no. No, it's
0: gone. Nope. Fire it. Fire the cannon. (laughs) Goodbye go by dangerous curves um we can work our way to the top where we are working our way uh through the rest of the list asking if the episodes are in the canon or not we are currently at number 99 and that is the mansion family season 11 a very it's a very wacky episode it is surprisingly wacky but very crazy wacky in a good way it's funny First and foremost, like these are those those there are those scullier episodes where they the insanity works in the right direction, where they're not trying to tell like, oh, this is a very meaningful story. No, it's just a lot of laughs with a lot of fun action. And when they got out of their own way and just let that be the episode, those episodes are typically good. Um, I think the mansion family is very funny and I think it's part of the canon. I don't you don't disagree, I assume that I do not disagree no, okay, so do not fire the canon for the mansion family, of course not um, it's a very funny episode. It belongs in the canon um next up Matt. next up episode is Homer and Lisa exchange crosswords ooh boy, we will see about this am I supposed to you said the word name Will Schwartz, and I see that as one of the guest stars. Am I supposed to know who will Schwartz is? He's the editor of the New York Times crossword. You wouldn't know that, you nerd. That's me. <laughs> uh, this is a crossword episode. I'm not a big. I think crosswords are fine. I typically don't do them because I'm impatient. <laughs> I, I I do them on airplanes. That's when I. That's the only times I ever do crossword puzzles. I do them on airplanes. Um, otherwise, I, I don't. Uh, but I maybe this episode's it's it can't be good, right? It has to be. I'm quite sure it's rather he bad got nominated. It, 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 got nom- it got nominated for a writer's guild award. Yeah, but. Mm. Okay. That's fair. Now that's next time. Crossword episode. Watch along with us. If you'd like join a Patreon over there, patreon.com slash the Simpson show, support the show, leave reviews for the episodes, read them on there, it, all that stuff. Everyone there is very nice. And I, I love them all. They're my best friends forever. You hear that guys? Best friends. Um, you know, links for all our stuff is our website dot com. has the this, this list has links to our Patreon link to our Twitter link to our RSS feed link to everything and you can download every episode there too you can listen to all the episodes on the website if anything's not working if make sure, check the website it's there um hey what guess what Matt what Robbie as of the I have a cat trying to eat my headphone cord so that's real good um oh Harvey you're such an idiot uh Today, by the time you guys are listening to this, my newest novel, Killer Hockey Mascot, is out. It's available. You should go purchase it or read it for free with Kindle Unlimited if you are a subscriber. Go read it. Go buy it. Go leave me a nice review. I appreciate all those things. I need them very desperately bad as an indie author. They help me out a lot. And I appreciate everyone who takes the time to do so. Um, you heard a big blurb about it at the beginning of the episode last time you hear one. Um, it doesn't mean you shouldn't go buy it. You should go buy it right now. It's five dollars for uh for digital for Kindle edition. I think it's eleven dollars for print, uh for paperback copy. Go get it. It's a great book. It's about a killer hockey mascot. It's got a killer hockey mascot. It's got a killer hockey mascot on it. Uh, go check it out. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is correct. I spend all of
2: my time uh, cuddling kittens. I know, I know. It's a rough job, but somebody has to do it. You can see these adorable kittens on Kitten Turns K A T T I N T E R N S on Instagram. And perhaps even a hold one of your own uh, once they graduate and are promoted to upper
0: management. Hold one of my own? Yes, you could hold one of your own kittens. Oh terms. my lord! I cannot imagine such joy in my life. I mean, Robbie. I mean, you're down
2: to two cats now. I mean, you got a dog, which counts as like six cats. But you know, <laughs> if you ever need more,
0: yeah, we're, that's, we're, we're waiting on it. We'll, we'll, who knows? I don't know. We're, we're thinking about things. Um. Kim wants us to get a second dog I'm like, oh, that's uh, Who, dogs? <laughs> no, a lot. A lot. <laughs> we have one dog, it's a lot of work Get a second dog, oh boy um, What do I do? I say That's it for today, uh, I'm Robbie And I'm Matt Thank you for watching this uh, sh-